exclusive podcast from Impact 89 FM. WDBM East Lansing. Bringing you sports from NBA to NHL to NFL and more. But more importantly, bringing you the full rundown on MSU Spartan Sports. We cover it all. Get us on the phone at 432-3893. And now, the Spartan Sports Wrap on Impact Exposure. Welcome to the Spartan Sports Wrap here on 88.9 WDBM East Lansing. My name is Dave Rinku and I'll be your host as usual for the next hour. Uh, and as always, Megan, lovely co-host to the left. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you. Good to hear. And uh, actually, we have a special guest in the house for all of our listeners tonight. Mr. Dave. How's it going, everybody? Can't confuse me with him. We're two separate Daves. Dave one, Dave two. I know. Okay. I'll be Dave two. Yeah. All right. But no, we're going to have a great show for you guys this evening. A lot to get to on today's show. Talk some Spartans. Get to the Super Bowl preview coming up next Sunday. We're going to talk a little bit about these all-star games that took place this weekend. Pistons, Red Wings, whatever you want, we have it. And don't forget the phone number. It's 517-432-3893. Give us a call the entire show, whatever you want to talk about. Even if we finish with the topic... We're not. You can bring it up again, okay? It's fine. Trust me. But uh, let's start the show off. We're going to kick it off with our Michigan State Spartans. Uh, the Michigan State Spartans played two games last week. We played on Thursday against the Michigan Wolverines, and we will start with that game. That game took place at the Breslin Center. The Spartans lost. <laughs> Sorry to say it, Spartan Nation. I know probably all you saw the game, or if not, you heard about it. And if you didn't watch it, you were probably left feeling a little bit better than I did after. But the Spartans lost. They lost to the Wolverines 61-57. to uh, It was a game where the Spartans really never seemed like they had a good grasp on the game. They did make a late comeback, 57-55. Um, you had a chance there with uh, Keep Athlete's three from the corner to take the lead there, but just was not enough. Uh, Michigan, they ended their drought. It was a number that I would, I was hoping was going to keep climbing, a number that I think all Spartan fans love to rub in Michigan's faces. 1,181 days is done. Mm. They've beaten us in basketball. They haven't beat us in football, so they haven't beat us in you know the big boy, but they beat us in basketball, and it's sad to see the record go down. But now let's talk about the game. Now I assume you guys were at this game. Oh, yeah. Okay. I was there. You guys were there. Mm-hmm. Okay, from your perspective, you know, in the you know, in the crowd, what did you see? Tell me what you think, Megan. Oh, I wish I could say I stayed the whole game. I left a minute early. What? I was so mad about it. Wow, a minute early? I mean, you already stayed that long. I know, right? I was just like, eh, it's time to beat the crowd. We just lost. How upsetting is that? I can't believe I did that, but it was just, I was so heartbroken. <laughs> I can understand that. Yes, I mean, you gotta, you gotta understand where I'm coming from. You guys gotta understand where I'm coming from. I gotcha. <laughs> um... I'm not one to sit here and blame refs, but they did contribute a little bit to what what went wrong. There Uh-oh. were a few, there were a few bad calls. I will say that. There's always a few bad calls oh, yeah. in basketball. But it seemed like there was an abnormal amount of bad calls. Okay. It's like, I'm not going to blame refs because I don't normally do that. I don't normally blame umpires except for our lost you know, game with Galarraga. I mean, we, we're allowed to do that, though. Yeah. And, um, but I... I down low was still a big, big issue with us um, during the Michigan game, and that did up a little bit we'll talk about that later you know with the next game mm-hmm. um that was a big thing um i mean that was that's always been our biggest problem and it's getting getting the ball down low and 
obviously we we worked on it for the next game, but that was the biggest issue. I think that's what killed us for that game, and I think that's why we lost. Absolutely, I think I think a big thing was they beat us on rebounding. They were getting owned all year long on the boards. We lost 28 to 27 on the on the boards, and the big thing was our big guys. They were just struggling. I mean, Green, yes, they were. Green, Rowe, Nix, Sherman, Payne. Between all five of them, 12 points, nine rebounds. It's, it's not well, going to get it done. No. It's no. not going to get it done. And, I mean, yeah, you said it. The bigs did struggle. Uh, Draymond, uh, you know, fouled out. He seems to be having a trouble. He's been getting in a lot of foul trouble lately. Mm-hmm. Um, even in the Indiana game, he had four file, four fouls with, like, five minutes left. Um, I think he needs to be a little more careful. He takes some dumb fouls at times. Um, and, you know, he had nine of those 12 points you're talking about, so the other guy's non-existent uh, when it came to the bigs in that game. Uh, obviously, I think one of the biggest things, big, biggest issues you saw with this team, um, they've really struggled at defending the perimeter. Uh, the three-point line these last couple games. Uh, you look at Michigan, they shot you know 10 of 21, almost 50% from three-point land. Um, they just completely burned us there. Obviously, that last one by Stu Douglas, which basically almost basically put the nail in the coffin for the game. Uh, they need to do a much better job at defending the point, at defending the perimeter, like I said. Kalen, he did put the team on his back, 27 points, did what he could. But I still believe, I don't think he ever should have kicked that ball out to Appling. I think he was driving. I think it was a good shot. It was a, you know, it was a good look, but you know what? Kalen, you've been doing it this whole game. Try to get to the line. Try and, or you know, who knows? Just throw it up there. I don't know. I think you might have a better shot at that than dishing it out to Appling, who I do want to give Appling a lot of credit these last two games. Playing fantastic defense, mm-hmm. um, stifling defense. Uh, I really like to see that out of this kid. Uh, he's playing with a lot of ferocity, mm-hmm. and it's really great to see. That's really? one thing I've seen us improve on, though, is our defense. That has really gotten 10 times better these past two games. Um, we actually are trying. And that's that's one thing that they really needed to work on that, that I think they're finally working on. I mean, we've stressed it so many times the past couple of weeks. You need to work on defense. You need to get down low. And they're working on down low, and they got so much better on defense these past couple of games. Yeah, they just need to not allow these guys. I mean, Novak is hot the whole game. Don't leave him alone. Don't leave him alone for a second, okay? Six of eight from three He's six of eight. What are you doing out there? (laughs) Just cover him. Don't leave him open. I mean, it's simple as that. If they're going to get points down low with, you know, Morris and Hardaway Jr., fine. All right, I'll take it. I want to know what's going on with these three-point shots they're throwing out there. Five for 19 against Michigan. No, they were all. They were trying to keep up with Michigan. It seemed like, and they just they weren't going down. And you know, again, become they became a jump shooting team. Right. And you know, it's not going to get it done. I mean, Michigan State didn't shoot bad from the field, forty eight, forty four percent. But you know what? It's just not good enough when you shoot twenty six percent from the three land, Um, ten of sixteen from the foul line. It's not bad. It's Mm -hmm. okay. I mean, Michigan was no better. They were five of (laughs) twelve. They barely got to the line. Right. I mean, Michigan did play one three one defense, which I felt was effective against us. I mean, it did not definitely was into being that jump shooting team that I, I don't feel like that that would be our strength I think it's a more like a drive and dump uh, type of team uh-huh. uh, but I think with the big guys man they, they've got to do something I mean when you have like Stu Doug- Douglas and Zach Novak at the bottom of that one three one you just got to throw it up in the air and have these guys like like Payne like Knicks uh, like Roe, be athletic and get above the rim. Yeah. I mean, if you look at Michigan's team, the tall, their tallest guy seems to be like 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, I mean, they're just a small team is my point. That's a great point Dave made is that they're, they're a small team. We got a lot of big bodies, and we got out-tough that whole game, out-muscled, and you never thought that would be the case in this game. You never thought, even if you lost it, that you would have been out-toughed by Michigan, by a bunch of young kids. And I'm not dogging Michigan. That was a great win. That's going to be your best win of the season. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, moral victory, whatever you want to call it. They're not going to make the tournament still, but it was a great win. 
win for you guys. Uh, but at the same time, they got muscled around by freshmen and small kids, and they need to do a better job about that. Uh, you know, you see Zach Novak on the bench. Get, he's fired up. His face is already screaming his guts out because, you know, he was trying to get this team pumped. I don't see that same emotion on Michigan State's sideline, you know, in this game. It felt like they, they were just waiting to lose. You know, Lucas did put the team on his back to a degree. But you know what? I, I need to see more emotion from the sidelines from some of these players. They look a little down and out. And you know what? You can have that down and out feeling after the game. During the game, you better have a different feeling going on. Um, I'm guessing you watch the game on TV, right? Yeah. Did you hear Michigan's little cheering section from oh, the very, geez. very, very top? Uh, I just kept seeing. They kept. I never heard them. They just kept showing them, like just kind of swaying back and forth up there at times. They were obnoxious. What a joke, though. I mean, well, what there was only like there was like thirty of them. Yeah, right. like, which is pretty much the same thing when they're at Chrysler Arena. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> let's be honest here. It's nowhere near like what the Izone provides. But no. you know, give them credit though for coming. Oh yeah. To East Lansing. Oh yeah. I mean, it takes some guts to try to come to East Lansing when, it you're, does. From the, when you're wearing those uh, wearing those colors. And, and, and they all stuck together. So, um, my question is, where is Darrell Summers? been until that Michigan game. Holy cow. Darrell, I don't know. He's a talented kid, but uh, he's not a leader. And uh, You know what, though? You know, I, I feel the same way, except for these last two games. I felt he's played pretty well. Right. He I has. Mean, he, plays well. It's, he plays well when he wants to. I, he plays defense when he wants to. But but when he can be aggressive and take it to the hoop, I think you know that's where he's most effective. Is oh, yeah, you know in I transition agree. when Kalen can get it to him for a dunk, you know it makes him feel better. It lets him feel better about you know taking the shots because I feel like you know he's been struggling from three point range. Yep. But um, you know when, when he gets that confidence, I feel like that'll really help you know propel him to the next level. Definitely. And uh, you know the Spartans right now thirteen and eight. Uh, you know they did lose this game to Michigan. Uh, they beat Indiana yesterday though. We'll get to that game in a second. But they are thirteen and eight, five and four in the conference uh that win against indiana it was a must win you talk about must wins they lose that game good luck i honestly might start saying they're not making the tournament uh you have nine games left okay this team like i said is 13 and 8 at best this team can go 22 and 8 that's at best all right we have iowa like dave said coming up on the road here on wednesday then on sunday we'll be at wisconsin that starts the five to six game Brutal schedule, murderer's row in my opinion. You're looking at Minnesota, Illinois, Penn State, Ohio State, Purdue again, uh, Michigan even to close the season out. It's not going to be an easy task for this team. Can they finally get a win against a good opponent? Okay, Indiana, they did just beat Illinois the other day, and they played a tough game. Indiana played a really tough game. Uh, Honestly, I think they deserve to win that game, but hey, Michigan State, they, you know, Draymond, oh, when he's shooting those free throws, I'm about to lose. I'm just sitting there. I'm like, oh, he's going to miss that last one. I'm like, oh, no, here we go. But You know, give give to some credit. I mean, he made those two to, like, seal it in a note for overtime. And then the first free throw of overtime, he misses it. And I just look over at Megan. I'm like, perfect timing. Perfect yeah. timing. It, it was a garbage overtime. Five oh. points for Michigan State, four for Indiana. Right. They couldn't score. I'll take it. Uh, but, again, Michigan State, they did win 84-83 to 83 in overtime uh, this Sunday. At the Breslin as well. Need to play better. You know, it's it's funny to see this team at the Breslin Center against a lower echelon, you know, kind of caliber team and struggle with them. Again, you let, uh, you know, in the first half, the Hoosiers shot, shot almost 78% from the three-point line. That's ridiculous. Seven and nine. I get it. You're shooting good. You're shooting good. But you're not. You no team should be draining almost eighty percent of their threes on you. I don't care who they are. Mm -hmm. Well, for the game, they went eleven of twenty-one. Yeah. But they missed 
five overtime three-pointers. So they, they were doing close to 80%, which, you know, my dad, who's an Indiana alumni, I was texting him uh-huh. back and forth, and he said that, you know, this this shooting can't continue. I mean, at halftime, they were just ridiculous. And, you know, he yeah, taught me a lot about basketball, and one thing is the shots will fall and the f- shots will start to be missed. If you're being if they're being covered, then you have no need to worry, you know, and I feel I felt good going going into overtime, just making it there. I felt like uh Kalen, Durrell, and Day Day could carry us for that win and thank, thank goodness they did. Yeah. Uh, you know, they obviously they definitely needed to. We uh like I said, we needed that win bad. They can't lose that game. I mean this is a this is a Spartan team that, you know, no one's accustomed to in this town. Um everyone thought obviously preseason rank two that this team was gonna do more. Uh, as it is right now, I mean, Chris Allen, you know, if you look at the last year, you know, him dismissed from the team. Corey Lucius got suspended. We'll get to that for a second, in a second. And uh, this is the first time they fell out of the rankings since 2006-2007. They are not in the top 25 in the AP or in the coaches' poll. They didn't get one vote. And you know what? They don't deserve a vote. Uh, not right now. Yeah, you know, you beat Indiana, you better beat Indiana. And you should have beat Michigan. Uh, you know, show me what you're made of. You know, have a nice statement win on the road against Iowa come Wednesday. You better play those Badgers tough on Sunday. Uh, oh, yeah. You cannot afford this team. I mean, they could squeak into the tournament at like 18 and 12. I would not want to bet bank on that, though. Um, you know, maybe with their repertoire, that you just their, you know their history of this team. They do have a tough strength of schedule. Uh, you know, they play teams like you know UConn, Texas, uh, you just you know all kinds of teams. You know, Purdue, Illinois, they're all in the top 20. Uh, but at the same time. You need to get some W's. Um, this is the first home loss against Michigan since 96-97. Uh, it's been a long time. And eight losses before February, the first time since 2003-2004. So we have not seen this. You know what? I consider you know Michigan and Indiana very similar. Uh-huh. And, you know, I, we were, I was talking about before how the big guys were struggling against Michigan with 12 points and 9 rebounds. Give them a ton of credit against Indiana. You had 38 points and 25 rebounds with Knicks. I mean, he played out of his mind, especially mm-hmm. on defense. I was particularly impressed with him. And then he added, you know, an extra nine points. And, I mean, he played very, very well. And I, I just give him a lot of credit for uh, stepping up and being that big guy. I mean, he was just a muscle to Indiana. Indiana yeah. is no one near He's the size of him. Beast. And, you know, at one point, Jordan Hulls, who played a great game for Indiana, yeah, he, did. I mean, he went up against Derek Nix. I think you're thinking the same thing I am <laughs> right He now. just ran into him. And, and they were just... trying to get a foul call off of it. Yeah. I'm like, this dude is huge. He's about yay big and yay big this like, <laughs> wide. I was like, you run into him, you're going down. And, and Nix didn't, didn't move. He just stood there. He was like, all right, and just walked away. Like, it's, Nix is just so mellow about everything. Yeah. Oh, you fell over? Okay, bye. <laughs> just walk away. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I felt like he played great. Great, and he played. He was that physical force. He was the points. He, I mean, he even made free throws. Which I mean, I mean, everyone knows that that's. that's oh my god, he made two for two on that one, and I was going. I was like, what just guys? <laughs> I look over at Emily. I'm like, what just happened, my friend Emily? Yeah. And she goes, Are you serious? Like this is like the first time I'd ever seen Nick. <laughs> well, it's good to see him do something finally. I know. I mean, you know, he did play a really good game, and uh, he's got to keep it up. He's a lot, he's a lot better than what he how he, he's played lately. And uh, I just need to see a little bit more out of the guy. Played a good game yesterday, though. Like you said, the Bigs did a great job. Draymond, 19, 13, and 5. Uh, fantastic game. It's and again, uh, he hit the two free throws with 2.9 left to send this game into OT, which were the biggest shots Huge. of the game. Um, happy birthday to Tom Izzo. His birthday was yesterday. Oh, and um, yeah, he says, quote, I didn't need it on my birthday. Our team needed it uh, for the win. So, uh, you know, exactly, Tom. Uh, happy birthday to you. Uh, you know, much less stressful birthday, I guess. You know, come 8 o'clock. 
830, once that game was over. But, uh, here's another quote out of Tom from the Free Press. He says, quote, uh, Tom's team, talking about Tom Crean's team, Indiana, did an incredible job of making threes and moving the ball. I still think, for the most part, they outplayed us most of the game. I don't think it was a lack of effort. They hit some shots, and we missed some layups. We were hanging in there on the boards, and we're getting more shots up. The free throw line and turnovers have helped us. Our defense at times was incredible, and at times not very good. We don't have a lot of bodies left, and that's what I want to get into. Kalen Luke, I mean, uh, Corey Lucius was suspended on Tuesday. Uh, conduct, de- conduct that is detrimental to the team. They have not released any specifics on this. Um, rumors are that it's not legal. Uh, that, you know, he wasn't arrested for anything, but we don't know that for sure. Uh, the 54B District Court does not have anything pending with that. But as Megan, you brought up earlier when we were talking about it, that doesn't mean that something's still not going on there. Mm-hmm. But just to ask you guys, just I guess in general about it. I'll start with you, Dave. Uh, you know, what do you think of this, you know, the Lucius situation in general? I think we would be fine if we had another guard. I felt like if Russ, you know, Russell Bird, if he was in, you know, just watched him in warm-ups, he's been great. But with Corey gone, we lose a shooter, we lose a ball handler, and we lose someone that's been on this team for three years that just brings the confidence. You know, when when we were at the free throw line, or when they, when the team was on the free throw line, uh-huh. we, we saw on uh, Derek Nix's shoes, number 34. So, I mean, these guys love this kid. It's Draymond's boy, too. They, yeah. They're real good friends. And I feel like, I mean, Coach loves them. Everyone loves him. I think he just made—he was a kid and he made a mistake. And uh, he's made know, a couple of mistakes. I, absolutely. And I, I think—I think in the future, I hope he stays. I hope he continues to be a Spartan. Um, Do you think he will? You know what? I don't know at this point. I—I I, I feel like he will, just so he can be with Dede. Like you said, I mean, he's good friends with yep. him. And I think the people aspect of it will overwhelm the like how much he wants to play somewhere else and be the opportunity to be the number one number one somewhere else like it was for uh, Chris Allen at mm-hmm. Iowa State. Yeah, I mean, what's tough with Corey is that if he go if he transfers to another university, he's not eligible to play next year. So if he goes to anywhere else, he's going to have to sit that whole season. If he stays with us, he can obviously play next year. So uh, there's a lot to weigh there. Um, I know. Listen, I mean, Corey. I think, you know, we don't know exactly what happened. But when you make enough mistakes, it is time to go. It's a privilege. We've said this before. It's a privilege to play, you know, in college or in the NFL, I mean, or in pro sports. And he he took it for granted. Uh, You know, we all make mistakes. I don't think he's a bad kid. Not at all. Not at all. But you know what? Sometimes you just push the limits a little too far. You got to be reprimanded for it. Uh, Simple as that. Uh, Megan, what are your thoughts on Lucius? Um, I think if it's. We since we have this is all speculation since we don't know what's going on right now so don't don't take what I'm saying literally if it's something that's been going on for a long period of time I think it's better they get it out of the way now before we get deeper into the season into the last few games mm-hmm. and then we can build on what the changes we've had to make in order to kind of get better you know as we as if saying we're getting into the tournament which you know we've pretty much said yeah they'll have more time to figure yeah. out how they're gonna play without Lucius what are right. they gonna do with Thor- with Excuse me, with Thornton playing, um, with you know Keebler playing, Keeps. yeah, we got we got those couple guys coming in now. We need to figure out their style of play, you know, um, for the next few games so we can get used to it and get like accustomed to it. And then do they have a style of play? Oh. No, not really. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But I'm just saying. I'm, <laughs> I'm not ripping you guys. <laughs> no, I know, and I'm just I'm just saying. You know, I think it's better that they did it now. Obviously, it's very upsetting. He's been a very very key player to the team the past few years, and he's been very good. He has struggled a little bit this year. We've seen that out of most of the yeah, players. Yeah, he's struggling. Shooting. Yeah, and um, but you know, and I, it, Tom Izzo wouldn't kick someone off the team unless it was really bad. Absolutely. And yeah. I, I, you have to support him. He's been so so good to these these teams. There's so many years he's been with us, and you know, and what he did, it must have been 
you know, bad enough to get kicked bad out. Bad enough. I mean, I know he's had trouble before with showing up to classes, and it could be a number of things. Classes, curfews, curfew problems, all kinds of stuff. And it might not that might sound petty to our listeners, but you know what? When you don't have control of your players and, you know, the players start running the asylum, and they'll just keep pushing the bounds and pushing the bounds, they need to know that, you know, hey, you know, here, you're, most of them, you're here on scholarship, okay? You know, university is paying for your degree. You know, you got to follow the rules. You got to follow the rules whether you're at work, whatever it is. You got to follow the rules or you're going to get written up. You're going to get fired. And Kalen had enough write-ups. I mean, not Kalen, sorry. Corey had enough write-ups. So he's fired. You know what? Give credit to Izzo about holding up holding up the end of the bargain. There are coaches, I'm sure, around the country that would not do the same. They wouldn't suspend one of their best players because he's made you know some petty mistake. Yeah. So give, give Coach a lot of credit. I, I mean, that's one of the reasons I'm proud to be a Spartan is that he holds he holds his players up to high standards. He that, does. Man, that's very important. But uh, you know what? We're going to move on past the Spartans. Uh, you know, the Spartans, uh, like I said, they play Wednesday at Iowa. They play Sunday at Wisconsin. We'll see what this team does. Nine games left, ladies and gentlemen. All right, final game of the season, March 5th at Michigan. So we got a month to figure out where this team's going to be. Right now I'm seeing an 8-9 seed in the tournament. That's my prediction. I don't know. We will see, though. But let's move on to the Super Bowl. Ooh. <laughs> All right. The Super Bowl is going to be this Sunday, uh, February 6th. Uh, kickoff, uh, what, 629? They always have yeah, a weird nine in there for Super Bowl kickoffs. <laughs> for kicks. 639. Six. Keep everyone on their toes. It yeah. can't be 630. It has Some to be 629. You know? <laughs> 629. So, you know, set your watches, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but it's uh, going to be the Green Bay Packers playing the Pittsburgh Steelers. And uh, looking to be, uh, I think, a really good Super Bowl. Ooh. Fantastic Super Bowl. Uh, I would, we and Megan talked about this last week. These are the two teams I wanted to see into the Super oh, yeah. Bowl. I did not want to see the Jets. <laughs> I did not want to see the Bears. Um, I'm very happy to see these two teams in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Pittsburgh, uh, just Ben Roethlisberger, fantastic quarterback. You know, he's been there before. He's already got two rings. Two rings, and he's, what, 26, 27? He's a young <laughs> he's kid. A kid. He's a kid still. he got two Super Bowl. You could have three. But uh, Aaron Rodgers, again, fantastic quarterback. <laughs> One of my favorite quarterbacks in the league. Oh, yeah. I love this guy. I think he's, you know, finally starting to really get all the credit he deserves. He's, you know, last year and even this year, highest pa- almost highest passer rating. He's just an all-around fantastic quarterback. Uh, this is going to be... You know, a lot of running. I think uh, the running game is going to come into key here. Uh, Pittsburgh, one of the best teams in the league at stopping the run, only giving up roughly around 66, 70 yards a game on the ground, which is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, but if you look at both of these teams, I think we're in for a heck of a Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. I, and one thing, you know, I think is interesting is the Steelers' defense, great. I think it's just as great as the Packers' offense. I think I think they're loaded. When you have Rodgers putting up almost 4,000 yards this year, yep. I mean, he's been huge. 28 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. He In every statistical category, he's been better than Roethlisberger. Yeah. Um, really, the, what, the only thing that separates them is the Steelers have a run game, and the Packers have a rookie, rookie running back basically carrying the team right now. Starks and, is doing a phenomenal job for that team. Yeah, and then and then a defense. You know, uh, I think I think the Packers have been great at causing turnovers. Um, you have Woodson and you have uh, Clay Matthews. Yep. I think those are two great players on defense. You got James Harrison. And you got Troy Polamalu. Troy Polamalu. I mean, <laughs> Lamar Woodley. It goes on. It goes on for the Steelers. Yeah. Um. So I think that's the biggest. That's the biggest intrigue. Looking up at that Packers offense. Versus the great Steelers defense. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, obviously, I'm, I'm going to have my you know eyes planted on the TV. Oh, of course. So, Megan, what are you looking forward to in this game? What strikes you the most? 
Oh my gosh, I just love my team. <laughs> you just love them. I just love my team. Um, I, this is going to be so good. I mean, the Packers have worked so hard. They were the underdogs at the beginning, oh, and yeah. they made it all the way. And that's what I've talked to so many people about it. I'm like losing my breath. I'm so excited to talk right now. Um, no, it's just I, I've talked to so many people about it, and you know the Steelers are so good, and they're you know as I said, I love my team, but I, Packers are not going to lay down for them. They're going to put a one heck of a fight, and that's why it's going to be such an exciting game. And it's just, they they weren't expected to make it as far as they did. Mm-hmm. And they made it all the way, almost all the way. You know, they're one, one, more. one more game away from making it all the way. And that's just amazing. And the Steelers have been good for so many years. Like, the past, what, like, I don't even want, I have like decade. four. Yeah. Yeah, decade. Yeah, and Eight years. It's going to be like, it's going to be the rookies against, you know, the legends almost, is what I want to say. Not like well, the legends, but like, you know what I mean? Like, kind of the... Yeah. Old yeah. school, new school. Old school, new school, almost. Yeah, that's kind of what I was more going for. And, you know, like, it's, I couldn't think of the word. Well, and <laughs> so I just think it's going to be really exciting because you're going to see what's actually going to come through with it. Absolutely. I think you got to give both these teams a lot of credit. I mean, the Steelers come in, they're the two seed in the AFC. And, uh, you know, they, they, I mean, they fought their way there and they definitely earned that bye week. Yeah. But you're looking at the Packers, they had to beat the Giants and then the Bears just to get into the playoffs. They came in as the sixth seed, and they've just—I mean, they've—they've they've beaten everybody. Yeah, they I mean, bowled over Atlanta. I mean, they've—they've I mean, they've worked and they've gotten there. Right. It has nothing's been given to them. And the games they've won have been by considerable margins. Oh, they, yeah. They've been big margins, like games that they weren't supposed to win. They were winning by like 14, you know, that, that kind of, those kind of games, and that was just awesome. Well, yeah, that Atlanta win was most impressive to me. They went into Atlanta and just made Matt Ryan and that team look like a joke. Yeah. Uh, they played a fantastic game against Atlanta. The Bears game, uh, I think it was a slide game on both sides of the oh, ball. Yeah. Uh, I don't think either quarter. But, I mean, I think if you want to look at the Steelers and the Green Bay and Green Bay and you know their championship games, but both quarterbacks had bad games. Okay, Roethlisberger like a thirty-five point something, uh, you know, passer rating. Uh, turnovers there. Rodgers had a couple turnovers, but Rodgers did. They both did a good enough job to manage the game. Again, James Starks, Mendenhall. You know, we look at Green Bay and Pittsburgh. Both had great running days for them. And I think, like I said, I think that's the key to this game. Who's going to be able to run the ball most effectively? Um, and will Pittsburgh be able to stop that explosive offense that you were talking about, Dave? Well, you know, and, and sometimes effectively running the ball. You know, for the Packers. It's not going to be running four yards every time. It's going to be just enough so they can run the play action. Yep. And so then exactly. they can work when they can work those great wide receivers down the field. And I mean that—that's pretty much what's going to be key. Exactly what you're talking about. Who's going to control the offensive line, or who's going to control the line of scrimmage and be able to run the ball effectively? And you know that's what it's going to come down to. I mean, you got Richard Mendenhall, great performance. He played fantastic. I mean, he was—he was definitely the player of the game against the Jets. No, oh, without a doubt. And then James Starks, definitely the surprise of the you know the championship who's James games. James Starks. <laughs> I mean, give. <laughs> I mean, you look at the Packers. I mean, who's going to be running the ball? If you told me James Starks at the beginning of the season, he wasn't even on the team. <laughs> no, when I first heard his name, I thought you were talking about John Starks from the New York Knicks back in the 90s. I was like, Are you playing football now? It's kind of crazy. So, I mean, but, um, it should be fun. All right, but let's get the picks, all right? Because, you know, this Super Bowl will be over before our next show. Yeah. So, I'm going to start with you, Megan. Oh, yeah. All right, give me the winner and give me your score. 
You know I hate scores. I know, but I'm going to make you. Why are you doing this? You have to, okay? I, <laughs> I know it's arbitrary, but, you know, you still wrong, need to. Then I come on the show next time, and I'm like, Well, listen, God. I've never once got a score dead on. I don't think once. Yeah, when we predicted what, okay. the Michigan State bowl game, we were way off. Yeah, I'm like, it's going to be a three-point game. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> they lost by 42. <laughs> See, that's why it doesn't matter. You just, right. what, what do you got? Well, I'll, I'll give you a head start. You got the Packers that are favored by two and a half, and the over-under is 44 and a half. Okay. So that's my start. That, that, that's that's all start. you need that's to know. Start. And then you can... The Packers are favorited by a little bit, and they say it's going to be in the low 20s. Low 20s? I agree. I think it's going to be close. I mean, if... God, scores. But you guys know who I want to win. And as I said... Well, who, yeah, it's not who you want. Who do yeah, you think is going to win? Oh, my gosh. I don't know. It's going to be so close. But who, you know, I'm going to go with who I want because it's going to be such a good game. Yeah. You guys can sit here and laugh as much as you want. I think the Steelers are going to pull it off. I do. Well, I don't think that's a crazy pick. No, I mean, it's I like, a, it's like a toss-up game. Either way, it's 50-50 it's gonna, 50 practice. Yeah, either way, it's not going to be a crazy pick. Oh, not at all. Like, like we said. Maybe we crazy were, score. When we were picking who was going to go into the Super Bowl, it wasn't going to be who we wanted to win. It was gonna, Or who was who was going to win. It was going to be who we wanted to win. Uh-huh. But, yes, I'm going to have to pick my Steelers, and I'm going to have to agree with the low the low 20s score. I mean, I don't want to... I'm going with low 20s. Low 20s no. for both teams. All right. Okay. So, yeah, we, we got the general. All right. Uh, you know, for my pick, uh, I think you look at the Packers, and they're very, very similar to both uh, the Steelers' last two Super Bowl teams. You look at the Cardinals, and you look at the Seahawks. You know, two powerful offenses at the time with some, you know, pretty good players on defense that would help them get to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, I do feel like Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback than, I know, shockingly, he's better than uh, soon-to-be Hall of Famer Kurt Warner and uh, Matt Hasselbeck. Uh-huh. Um, and I just feel like the, the defense for the Packers is going to be better than both of those previous two teams. And the Packers are going to win uh, 28-24. All right. No, that's uh, roughly around the same thing I have. I, I got the Packers winning as well. I think it's a like I said, this is game's a toss up to me. Uh, you pick pick whoever you want. You heard the line two and a half. It's practically a pick 'em. Uh, this game's going to be incredibly close. I agree. Around the you know, I got I agree with Vegas on this. I do think it's going to be in the mid twenties. Uh, I'm going twenty four twenty one packs. Uh, I, I, you know, I think it's going to come down to got a couple, you know, turnovers here. That oh, it's yeah. going to be the difference maker. Who's going to be able to force that fumble or, you know, pick off Rodgers or Roethlisberger? <laughs> I think it's going to be a heck of a game, though. So, I mean, if you want to, February sixth, six twenty nine kickoff. <laughs> it's going to be who comes out ready. It's you know, who comes out wanting game. it. Hey, real fast, do you know anyone know who the halftime show is no. at Super Bowl? Isn't the Black Eyed Peas. Is, is it? it? See, I haven't heard that. It was that's I what feel I was like wondering. they've done it before. They pick him again. I, I feel like they've done it before. I want to just have the I'm Rolling Stones do it again. Like, <laughs> okay, these old. We gotta count back again. Good rock. Good rock. Okay. Well, it's gonna be in Dallas, so it might be a uh, you know country western. Yeah, no, that's horrible. All right, uh, we're gonna take a quick break right <laughs> now. Uh, yeah, when we come back, we're gonna definitely get to uh, a little bit about these uh, the Pro Bowl and the NHL All Star Game. Think about it right now. Woo. Did you like them? Do you like it? Did you watch it? Give me a call, 517-432-3893. But you're listening to Spartan Sports Wrap here on 88.9 WDBM East Lansing. You're listening to Impact Exposure. 
variety than you'll hear on any other station. Listen to the Impact Primetime, Primetime. where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Monday nights from 8 till 10, the Asian Invasion brings you the music from the rising sun. We'll bring you the latest pop, indie, rock, and electro from Korea, Japan, and China. Only on Impact 89FM. An ordinary day, an ordinary family's living room filled with an ordinary bunch of kids, and they were doing nothing, when suddenly... That's a personal foul. An active activity on a sunny day. Coming to the rescue was NFL running back Reggie Bush. Let's play. And play they did. There was running and jumping, and laziness was crushed. Hey, kids, don't get a lazy penalty. Go online to smallstep.gov for fun playtime ideas. So you can be a player, too. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Attention, shoppers. If anyone is missing a rather plump set of love handles, please come to the customer service counter and claim them. The ample love handles were lost in the produce department where their former owner had purchased fruits and veggies to munch on during the big game. Thank you, and have a good day. Small step number 81, snack on fruits and veggies. It's just one of the many small steps you can take to get healthy. Learn more at www.smallstep.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Now, back to Impact Exposure. Welcome back to the Spartan Sports Wrap here on Impact Exposure. Uh, Dave, Dave, D1, D2, and Megan here with you. And uh, like I said before the break, I want to get to the, the Pro Bowl and the NHL All-Star Game. We'll start off with the Pro Bowl. Like I said, a uh, question for our listeners. Did you watch these? Do you care about them? And how do you think they could, they could be better? How do you think they could be more entertaining? What they should do? Add, you know, get rid of. I'd like to hear your thoughts. 517-432-3893. Uh, the Pro Bowl took place yesterday, um, as I've said. Um, it was out there in Honolulu, Hawaii, which is about the only good thing about the Pro Bowl, is that it's in a warm atmosphere, I guess. Looks like, I mean, like we've talked before, I'd like to go there for a vacation and not watch the Pro Bowl still. I'll go the same weekend. I think the players agree with you. Yeah. (laughs) They want to go there, but they don't want to play the Pro Bowl. No, not at all. Uh, The Pro Bowl, uh, final score, 55-41. The NFC won. Yes, that's a football score. That's not a basketball score. Uh, This was the second highest scoring Pro Bowl. Um, 96 combined points. The only Pro Bowl that topped that was in 2004, 107 total points. Oh, my gosh. Which is quite ridiculous. (laughs) And, um... Now, you guys, did you watch the Pro Bowl at all? Mm-hmm. Did you see a lick of it, a highlight of it, anything? I, I saw highlight. And, uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. The, the last singular the game, <laughs> the offensive <laughs> lineman. I mean, it's, it's a complete joke. They're not, they're not, I mean, when I think football, I think violence, hitting people, uh, big plays, smashing faces, lots yeah. of speed, and uh, really, tackling, actually. <laughs> I mean, it's a complete joke. It's not football. And, and I think anyone that knows football knows that's not football. Um, really, the only reason the players are going there is because, you know, I mean, they, they want to go to Hawaii. I mean, exactly the reason Dave wants wants to go to the Pro yeah, Bowl. Yeah, the only reason. Uh, really, I think I think they work really hard to be named to the Pro Bowl. It's a big yes. deal that the fact that they are named to the Pro Bowl. And I think, you know, Lions fan here, uh, Calvin and Damakong. Yeah, Calvin had a catch. 11-yard reception. And No, yeah, definitely. Um, and I think that is the point of these. Yes, it's a nice accolade. It's a great accomplishment for these players to get named there. Some of them that have been named there their whole career, like Tony Gonzalez, who's probably been to almost every Pro Bowl in his yeah. career, probably kind of bored. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, what can they do to make this better? Like, I get, it's not the fault of the NFL. I mean, 
it's a contact sport. When you take out the contact, just like in hockey, obviously this game's going to lose a lot of its luster. You know, when you take out any, you can't, you're not checking really, you're not tackling. I mean, I watched like five minutes of this Pro Bowl. There must have been 30, 40 missed tackles in this time I watched. I mean, it was a joke. I mean, guys weren't even, they were just letting them run and they were laterally in the ball. I mean, it was absurd. Um, it was a 42 to nothing game, like going into the second quarter. You blink and the AFC scores 24 points. Um, what, I mean, what do you think, guys, what do you think they can do to make this any better? Or is there nothing you can do? I don't know. I'm reading this blog on Free Press right now by Jamie Samuelson. Uh-huh. And it says the NHL tried to shake up their all-star game by letting two players choose sides. What could the NBA, NFL, and MLB to spice up their all-star games? Nothing. Next question. Like, that's, <laughs> I mean, that's the first paragraph <laughs> into, you know, the thing. And I, I, Dave, Dave over here, Dave 2. Dave 2. Um, we're talking. <laughs> We're talking before the show, like Major League Baseball is the most exciting all-star game. And they actually try because it's, it's for something. It matters. Yeah, it, it it's matters. for something. It's for the World Series home field advantage. And it's for, you know, National League, American League bragging rights. And in the NFL, there's no special distinction between the AFC and the NFC. It's really just between the divisions. Yeah. And it's, it's played at the end of the year, and really the only thing that can come out of it is, is if a player gets hurt. So there's no incentive to even play very hard. Oh, no, why, why would you? It, it makes no sense. I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I guess the options are: do you make it like a, you know, fantasy draft like the NHL? You put it in the middle of the season, which is an awful idea. Terrible. Or do you? I mean, the, the idea was put it a week before the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, it used to be the you know for all of it used to be the week after the Super Bowl for many many years, which is even dumber than the week before the Super Bowl because <laughs> no who gives anymore. a crap about football the yeah. week after the Super Bowl? It was. I mean, this isn't any better in my opinion. You bump it up a week, but uh, you know, I was thinking maybe add some kind of like really a skills competition something yeah. you know just something like that because at least with the NHL All-Star game that's what I always like best about it I like watching the skills competition hardest shot skating around fastest skater um, you know shooting at the targets that stuff's fun to me Yeah. Um, maybe the NFL could incorporate something like that for you know their Saturday or whatever like that just do something because the game's an atrocity it's just an atrocity it's, it's a terrible thing um, it was on like I was saying I was at my buddy's house two TVs it was on the left TV but I never really looked at the left TV other than to see the score and just to be just disgusted. Uh, I mean, it's just it's not a game. You take the contact out. You might as well be wearing flags out there. Yeah. Um, um, but, you, you know, can, one thing I saw like earlier in the season was um, Sam Bradford, rookie quarterback from uh, St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Uh, one cool thing, they had like a piece on him and they, they did a drill that he was able to throw at like 30 yards and hit it in like a one foot net. Put nice. that ball, and it was just awesome to watch. And they should do the same thing for this All Star game. They should have, you know, offensive linemen be pushing huge, you know, huge walls basically. Yeah, exactly. Quarterbacks throwing it into small baskets. Wide receivers basically having balls bulleted at them. Yeah. <laughs> Running backs going through, you know, obstacle courses. Yeah. That would I, mean, be, that would, I mean, that would be fun. If you want to have fun with it, yeah. I mean, you're in Hawaii. <laughs> you might as well, like, add some more fun yeah. stuff to it if you're going to have a I mean, kind something of a at least more fun for the fans. Crappy game. You might as well throw some 
fun things well, in had, there. You said they lateraled like almost all the way up the field. Like, I mean, why couldn't stupid. you throw some other things in there that might be kind of silly? Yeah, I mean, it's just you know. Plus, it brings some competitiveness to it. You know, once you make it, a, you know, a, a single person one-on-one competition with you know a bunch of men, then they're going to be into it. Oh, uh, yeah. None of these guys take this game seriously. You know, there's a fan that ran onto the field and he got tackled, and you just see. Uh, I think it was I don't know if it was McGahee. He's just like laying on the ground laughing. <laughs> just like laying like he's reclining. It's it's it was a funny thing. But uh, moving on to the uh, NHL All-Star game, that took place yesterday as well. So for all you fans that really love hockey, you got your All-Star game. Um, 11-10 to 10 was the final score. Team Lindstrom defeated Ooh. Team Stahl. Uh, it, was, uh, it was a great comeback. They were down 4 to nothing in the first period. Um, and then finally, you know, the video game players decided <laughs> to put the defense up. And uh, no, but uh, the game, it ended at 11-10. to 10. And uh, I did not watch any of this, actually. <laughs> um, did you guys catch any of this game? Nope. 11 to 10. 11 to 10. It must have been really long. It was like I, 4 to 1, 10 minutes into the first period. I didn't watch five seconds of it. <laughs> no. <laughs> Why would you? I, I, I don't know. I, really, the only time, I, I'll be honest, I'm not a huge hockey fan. Mm-hmm. I watch it when I'm with buddies that love hockey, and I watch it during the playoffs, and it pretty much ends there. I know that the Red Wings are very good. Mm-hmm. Um and and that's pretty much it. And that, you know what? I did I did find out that they're going to get a lot better coming on Wednesday. They're going to get Pavel back, Datsuk, yep. and uh, Dan Cleary. But really, the All Star game. It's I mean to me, it's just another like it's an honor. It's great. You know what? Lindstrom was the captain. That's awesome. That I, is. I love that. that. Let me ask you that. Do you like that idea? The, you know they you know yeah, for you listeners they had two selected captains and then they basically chose teams like you know a pickup game you know back and forth. Do you like that idea? Not, did, did it did it change anything? I mean, I know you didn't watch the game, but did even that little gimmick? I guess. Oh, absolutely. Did that, does that make it more exciting to yeah. you? Absolutely. Yeah. I, like, I mean, you know, it, maybe I would have watched it, but um, like I said, I'm not. I, I didn't grow up a hockey fan. I was born in Dallas, and uh, really, it wasn't until Michigan that I even knew about hockey. I, I got you. There. But, but the Red Wings. I mean, <laughs> when, uh, I do watch them in the playoff season and it's like I, I i'm not gonna lie i'm not the biggest fan but in the playoffs i become a huge fan you know uh-huh no that, i mean I'm, I'm a big hockey fan uh you know grew up in detroit i mean you know big red Wing fan big piston fan love all detroit sports in general but um yeah, it was a cool idea they have two team captains um i heard a funny thing about this though i was listening to the radio uh back in the, uh, detroit and uh, they were talking about okay you know you want to market this league right you want to do it better well, why is this game on Versus? I know Versus is the NHL, you know, that's their bread and butter in a sense. That's their network. But it's not national. This game used to be used to be played on NBC. It used to have a little bit, you know, wider coverage. Not everyone gets Versus, okay, depending on your, you know, your uh, cable provider. Is that, you know, having it on there. Not to mention, Eric Stahl, he was one of the captains. Do casual hockey fans casual fans i'm saying i know real fans they know who eric Stahl is for sure do casual fans even know that name does that really get them excited i mean i know crosby w- was hurt but if it was honestly team crosby versus maybe team lindstrom that might have a little bit more flavor to it it's little things trust me with casual hockey fans it's the little things getting them involved to watch this to check it out that's what you need to do and i do like the idea of picking teams i think they need to do a different still do a better job with doing it um, the fantasy draft was kind of cool. They had that on, uh, I believe, Friday night. Um, it wasn't too bad. I was really watching the Piston game. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, like we said before, these All Star games are money. They're just well, that's a all. Way, yeah, a way to get money. money, and that's what, like you know, like you were saying, if it was team 
whatever. Yeah, yeah. Team Crosby. Team Crosby yeah. against Team Lidstrom. Then, I mean, those are two huge names. Or even Team Crosby versus Team Ovechkin. I mean, yeah. that gets people fired up. Yeah, Ovechkin okay. was on the fantasy. He played. Yeah. He just didn't. He wasn't a captain. It didn't make sense. It's like everyone knows who Alexander Ovechkin is. Yeah, and it just gets the casual fan more interested. It yeah. just does. I mean, Lindstrom, don't get me wrong. The guy had a heck of a game here. I mean, this guy had a, uh, you know, he was a plus seven rating. He had one to seven. I mean, plus seven for a game? I mean, geez, that's out of this world. And, uh, you know, this whole new format of actually, you know, having people pick teams is devised by Brendan Shanahan, former Red Wing. So, um, you know, kind of cool. I think they need to do more with it. I think it could be better. Um, again, it's money. It's for their families. It's for them. It's an honor of going there. I really, I mean, yeah, they always say it's for the fans. BS. It's not for the fans. If it was for the fans, they do it different. True. It's about the money. Absolutely. It's always about the money. That's what this world revolves around nowadays. <laughs> and plus, I mean, it's just NHL All-Star Weekend. It's nothing, it's not even close to NBA All-Star Weekend. I love the MLB. That's my favorite All-Star game. Yeah. But NBA All-Star Weekend is an event. It is. I mean, I tell you, it's celebrities. It's everyone out of the woodworks. Okay, everybody comes out for that. Even if they don't go to the game, they just come to the city where it's at yeah. to go enjoy that the festivities of it. And you know what? It gets a lot better ratings than your NHL All Star game. I'm yeah. sorry, you know, hockey fans. It just does. Well, but yeah, no, I, I completely agree. But in in terms of basketball, I th- I think MLB has the best All Star game. Just because, I mean, that entire week you're looking at. The home run derby is perhaps the, home run derby. perhaps the I, I think it's better than the dunk contest. Some people might disagree. A lot better than dunk contest has been lately. Uh, yeah, um, and and then you got the all star game, which you know, it, like I said before, it determines who's going to be the home field advantage during the World Series. And although it's not the same as it was like during the seventies, I think it's a huge like you know the league supremacy, the National League, American League. You know, is a designated hitter belong in mm-hmm. the game. Um, you know, it, it's kind of like a joke of a game in terms of you have rotating pitchers constantly. Yeah, guys come in every two innings. Yeah, but guys definitely have pride. and, and Oh, yeah, you know, it's competitive. That's, that's huge. It's huge. Oh, it's very huge. And um, I agree. MLB is the best All-Star game. NBA is second for me. And um, I don't even care about the other two. I don't even want to rank them. Uh, they both stink. <laughs> so uh, They just tie for eighth. <laughs> I, I, don't know. I put NHL above the NFL. Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess if you had to rank them, NHL would be higher than that. I mean, the recommendation was the NFL put in a skills competition like the NHL. Yeah. That would be implying the NHL does something right. Does something right. (laughs) Batman's not completely full of it. He's picking apart your words over here. He's yeah, dissecting. Uh, I know. No, but it's true. You gotta leave that to leave that to Dave. Dave number two. Oops. <laughs> uh, all right, let's move on. We're gonna we're gonna talk about the Red Wings here for a minute. A uh, nice little article here on the Detroit Free Press, uh, talking about how the how much dead NHL players have great respect for the Detroit Red Wings. Um, there was a poll done of uh, 318 players by uh, CBC Hockey Night in Canada and also the NHL Players Association, and the results were released on Sunday. And three of the Red Wings were among the top four in voting for the cleanest player in the league. Uh, Pavel Datsuk received 28% of the vote, and Martin St. Louis was second, and then you had Henrik Zetterberg and Nicholas Lindstrom following up the voting. (laughs) So, the Red Wings pretty much dominated the clean player image. Um, If you want to also, Datsuk, he was also voted the toughest to take off the puck. Uh, Basically, 36% of voters think he's the toughest guy to take the puck from. Uh, Datsuk finished second to Sidney Crosby um, on three different questions. He finished second in toughest forward, toughest to play against, and smartest player. It was Crosby, Datsuk, Crosby, Datsuk, Crosby, Datsuk. Uh, Basically, everyone everyone thinks that those two guys are... 
You know, they're the bee's knees, however you want to put it. You know what's funny about that? That they were voted the cleanest players. I mean, if you compare the Red Wings, I mean, the people say that the Red Wings are the, you know, the Yankees of the NHL or the or the Steelers or the Patriots of the NFL. Uh-huh. I mean, can you imagine? Like, Heinz Ward, Ward is, like, voted one of the dirtiest players. He's yeah. on the Steelers. You got Rodney Harrison, who used to play for the Patriots. He was one of the dirtiest players. Oh, yeah. And then Real you're looking dirty. at the Yankees. Does anyone think that A-Rod's, you know, I'm, I mean, give credit to Jeter. You know, Michigan guy. Uh, yeah. But, but when you're looking at A-Rod, you're looking at, you know, just some of those players on the, that Yankee team, they, they would not be voted the cleanest players no, in the No, they definitely wouldn't. It's tough, but, I think, to vote many baseball players clean players. Yeah, but, but so, I mean, yes. give credit, even even more credit to the Red Wings. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, and then, you know, they were asked also this polling consisted of which team would you most like to play on? Red Wings, highest, 14%. Canucks and Blackhawks were next with eight, uh, 11%. Also, you know, coaching-wise, Coach Mike Babcock got most of the respect. 24% of the voters, um, he's just second behind John Tortorella. Uh, and, you know, who demands the most respect from his players, the most, you know, out of his players. Um, it's just, I'm, I'm not going to read them all because it's going to take too long. Yeah. Bottom line being, the NHL thinks incredibly highly, these players think incredibly highly of the Red Wings and their staff. A lot of respect for this organization. I just want to let our fans know. Uh, Dave did bring up uh, a few minutes ago, uh, Dan Cleary and Pavel Datsuk uh, should be back for Wednesday's game at Ottawa, which is going to be much needed. Uh, Pavel's been out since the summer 22nd with his uh, breaking of his right hand, um, and Cleary's been out since the 26th of December with his broken left ankle. So they will finally be back two forwards, which are much, much needed for this team, Uh, not to mention just this whole break. They've been off since last Wednesday. This team needed time to get healthy. Uh, I think we all knew that. Um, now just time to wait for the other guys to come back. Uh, you know, still waiting on other injuries. Uh, you know, basically, you still have to wait on Holmstrom. He's still out. Osgood with his sports hernia. Uh, a lot of these guys, Brad Stewart. Um, these, we still got, we're still waiting on guys to come back. But Datsu can clear he should be a huge boost to this team. And uh, good for them. Nice to see the Red Wings uh, start making it back. They are second right now in the Western Conference behind the Vancouver Canucks. So let's see how they do after the All-Star break. Hopefully better than other Detroit teams after All-Star break. (laughs) Okay. But uh, we are going to move on to the Detroit Pistons. And the Detroit Pistons played last night at New York, and they lost. They lost 124 to 96. Um, Well, not 96. What was it? It's 124 to 106. 106. I'm sorry. I only gave them five points there in the fourth (laughs) instead of 15. Um, But they did... Uh, they played a close game up until the fourth quarter. Uh, it was a uh, you know ninety one ninety one. It was a close game, and but somehow a guy that I never heard of. I assume I know you probably never heard of him. Uh, Timothy. Timothy. Mo- <laughs> Gosh, I'm sorry. I was reading it before the show. It's Timothy. <laughs> Timothy. 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 Yeah, I think it's Timothy. I, I just feel like his parents had a lisp and they named him. That's horrible. But Timothy. I, Timothy. I know. I Wait. I thought it was a, it was a misspell. Well, like when they're. I'm reading Ben Gordon's quote. It says that big fella tonight. I can't pronounce his last name. He played really well. <laughs> just like it's a great quote from Ben Gordon. I mean, I mean, uh, it's like Mozgov or uh, something like that. Yeah, something crazy. Um, something foreign. I almost had a tough 
hard time pronouncing his first name. Timothy. Uh, Timothy. <laughs> no, I, I'm not making fun of you. But this guy, he had a heck of a game. 23 points, 14 rebounds. I don't know who this guy was. And he came in and got 23 against us, 14 boards. Um, like Ben Gordon said, <laughs> that big fella. Uh, he got it done. Uh, he played a fantastic game. Um, this guy has had 10 DNP coaching decisions this year. And he came out and put up Mari Stoudemire-type numbers. Um, pretty pretty disturbing for Detroit. It was a, a very poor defensive game for uh, Detroit and New York. New York did, though, lock us down there in the fourth. Uh, Detroit now 17-31. and 31. They are four games back at the eighth spot in the Eastern Conference for the playoffs. Uh, a game I do want to talk touch on real fast is uh, the game against the Miami Heat. Uh, we played them on Friday. It was at Miami. And the Pistons lost by one. It was 88-87. It was uh, one of the best games I've watched Detroit play all season. Uh, it was a fantastic game. Uh, they couldn't close it out. They just couldn't get it done. And uh, if you want to look at that final alley-oop, Tayshaun passed it to uh, Austin Day from out of bounds. They grabbed it, tried to dunk it with 2.7 left. Did not go in. Did look like he got hit on the hand. Um, Dave, did you see this play? No, no, no. I don't. <laughs> I'm just curious. I mean, I just didn't know because this play, uh, you know, I got friends of mine telling me that, you know, hey, he got fouled. He was hacked. That's just another thing that Detroit's got to take, you know, take in the stomach. They just got to deal with it. You know what, with the Pistons, you know, like last couple of weeks, you guys have been talking about, are they going to make the playoffs? Yep. Well, right now, 17 and 31. <laughs> they're in, in all major categories, they're in the bottom half of the NBA. They are. Yeah, like 25th in points per game, 30th in rebounds, 24th in assists, and 17 in points allowed. That's not very good, and it's not going to get it done. And, you know, we were talking about before the show, uh, you, you know, what, what's missing on this team? Uh, you, you know, oh, okay. <laughs> no, I thought you were going to answer it real oh, fast. No, no, My no. bad. Yeah, I mean, you were talking about like big guys, basically. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. This team is uh, very undersized. Uh, it's nice to see Wilcox come in and you know do what he can. We get a little more size underneath to get some boards. Uh, the team, though, they just they've kind of. They, I think they've been starting to figure it out. I think Houston's starting to get a rotation together that he's comfortable with. Yes, they've lost their last three games to Denver, Miami, and New York as of last night. But at the same time. They played a good game against Denver, too. Chauncey Billups just decided to go off on us and hit, like, four threes in the final three minutes of the game. Just And you just see that smirk on his face when he's running back. He's just, ha not here. But, um, no, I mean, and they've been playing better basketball. Like they said, they really should have beat Miami that other night. And, yeah, they had a huge letdown in the fourth. I think they're playing some better ball. 17-31 and 31 is not good at all. At the same time, the bottom of the East is dreadful. And the fact that you can be 17-31, and 31, only be four games out of the playoffs, it's not too bad. Uh, they're 48 games into the season. Okay, you have 34 games left. Uh, let's see what happens. Uh, I'm just I'm a diehard Piston fan. I will always watch this team. Uh, they are in a rebuilding phase right now. Uh, they have been for the last two, three years. Uh, they need to figure this stuff out. Uh, having Rip Hamilton is just, you know, it's really it's good that he's been on the bench. I think the team's played better, but it creates just a toxic situation, and you wonder if we're ever going to be able to move this guy if when. Uh, $25 million left on his contract for the next two seasons, not something a lot of people want to pick up, especially with uh, the possible lockout potential for next season. Uh, you know, the CBA, all these guys, they got to get together and figure this stuff out. Uh, nonetheless, though, keep it going, Pistons. Uh, they play actually, they play against Charlotte on Wednesday. So just, you know, if you keep playing ball like that against, you know, these lower echelon teams, which we're playing a lot of them, they can, you know, they can make some noise. 
But I just like to see the Pistons improve. And even though they've lost lately, I think they've been playing better basketball. But let's see, we got five minutes. Right? I just want to throw something in there real quick. You Please can't pick do. on people's last names because I don't. I couldn't even pronounce yours before. That's I why I didn't make. I made fun of his first name. I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> Timothy. Timothy. No, but uh, no one can spell my last name. Nope. Good luck. <laughs> Only my good friends know how to spell my last name. That's true. People that have known me for way too long. <laughs> but uh, yeah, my last name is a bunch of consonants. We throw a vowel in there just to fake out. Yeah, I, I couldn't even think it was. I didn't even think it was a word. I thought no. you. I was like, what does it even say? Is that just a bunch of letters? Yeah, it's like, I made up my last name. <laughs> just threw a dart at a big, you know, alphabet. <laughs> okay, we'll start with an H. <laughs> but uh, let's see. We got about four minutes, so uh, we're going to get to uh, the interesting facts to end the show as usual. And uh, this week, we're going to do uh, it's legal. Okay, it's like legal law type facts, you know, states, Ooh. countries. All kinds of, you know, weird, weird laws. Uh, there's so many laws out there that oh, people are like... It's the weird laws? It's like, yeah, it's like weird oh, laws okay. and weird okay. weird, situ- weird things. I like these ones. All right, let's see. A Venetian law decrees that all gondolas must be painted black. The only exceptions are gondolas belonging to high public officials. Hmm. So if you're ever in Italy, <laughs> you'll know what kind of gondola <laughs> color you need to be getting well, into. I'll make sure to remember that. Yeah, <laughs> without a doubt. It's good info. It is. All right, keep it going. According to law, no store is allowed to sell a toothbrush on the Sabbath in Providence, Rhode Island. Yet these same stores are allowed to sell toothpaste and mouthwash on Sundays. Huh. That's a dumb law. <laughs> it's, it's, is that it's, for real? That's for, it's, it's really r- ridiculous. Uh, let's see. An old law in Bellingham, Washington, made it illegal for a woman to take more than three steps backwards while dancing. It's an old law, what? so they can take three steps backwards dancing now. Goodness. Oh, okay. Next time in Seattle, I'll take note when I'm in my uh, you know, dance class. Yes. <laughs> uh, let's see. Anti-modern laws restrict internet access to the country of Burma. Illegal possession of a modem can lead to a prison term. Huh. Well, at least, Dang internet, well, just brainwashing everyone. Yeah, well, or you can be like Egypt and just shut the it internet. down and have people go insane. Uh, let's see the next one. At the first professional baseball game, the umpire was fined six cents for swearing. Dang it. How could he? I, I know. Shame on him. <laughs> six cents. Yeah, I mean, come on. Everyone's swearing in baseball the whole time. They're going to chewing tobacco now, too. I mean, they're doing everything. Well, a lot of guys are switching to that bubble gum. Yeah. But uh, there's, still, there's still a handful that use the tobacco. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see the next one. Because of heavy traffic congestion, Julius Caesar banned all-wheeled vehicles from Rome during daylight hours. What? what, what it's okay to roam at night? It is, because he's not moving around then. Good. But he does not like the traffic. See, they didn't even have traffic back in Roman days. Well, if you, you know, if you're the, you know, Caesar, you can do that. Yeah, really, you can do whatever you want. So uh, this, is, uh, this, one's, this one's funny. All right, before the enactment of the 1978 law, they made it mandatory for dog owners in New York City to clean up after their pets. Approximately 40 million pounds of dog excrement were deposited <laughs> on the street every year. Mm. <laughs> a lot of dog poop. Awesome! Wow. Well, just think, yeah, when people didn't have pets. to, when people didn't have to pick up their, you know, who would? They just leave it. There's 20 million people in New York today. That's that's two pounds per person, and this was back then. <laughs> that's a well, lot of dog. Nice to see they got that rule going since '78. Uh, being rude to a telephone operator in Prussia was once a crime. In 1908, a respected citizen was reprimanded by the government after becoming exasperated with an operator and saying, "My dear girl, that's not even being mean. 
Wait, what? <laughs> he said this guy was upset. He was talking to a telephone operator. He was out in Prussia. And he says, my dear girl. He was all upset with the telephone operator and, you know, screamed, my dear girl. Oh, that's my horrible. Dear my dear I would take offense to that. That's, well, I'm kidding. Well, you know, and, you know, they, they were probably speaking German back then. It had to be something re- really nasty, like ah, 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 ah. German. Yeah. That's, that's a German sound, like, like gibberish. <laughs> ah, ah, ah. No offense to our German listeners out there. <laughs> no, I, I love my German. I'm actually German. So, so. am I. So. so am I. So yeah, tough to. <laughs> yeah, we're like, uh, never mind. We love our heritage. All right, let's see. Uh, by law, information collected in a U.S. census must remain confidential for 72 years. Wow. That's good. I'll be dead before they have my information. (laughs) All right, let's see the next one. Candy made from pieces of barrel cactus was outlawed in the U.S. in 1952 to protect the species. That sounds like awful candy, Mm. Uh, but we are definitely uh, at the end of our show. Uh, I want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in tonight. Thank you, Dave, for coming on. Thanks for having me. Definitely come on uh, anytime. It's uh, It's always fun to have extra people on the show. And mess around. All right. But uh, again, thanks to all of our listeners for listening to the show. Uh, You've been listening to the Spartan Sports Wrap here on Impact Exposure. You've been listening to the Spartan Sports Wrap on Impact Exposure. Tune in every week for more of the greatest sports information, news, and analysis. Here and only here on Impact 89 FM. An exclusive podcast from Impact 89 FM.